Hi, I'm Dave Baker. You're listening to It's Pronounced Zine. And on this episode, I'm going to be interviewing my friends Marco and Rose, two super talented people who make zines and illustrations and patches, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, during this conversation, we talk about pro wrestling, Charles Manson, and proper convention etiquette. If you'd like to find them on the internet, you can find them at Orc Socks and at Rose Faduke. Uh, you can find me and my comics at www.theactionhospital.com or spectreisland.bigcartel.com. Uh, and please come see both of us, or all three of us, rather, at um, Santa Clarita Valley Comic Con this weekend. Uh, and if you can't make it there, you can find all of us at Kamikaze. And if not there, you can find me at Ape uh, and a bunch of other shows, which I don't remember now. Let's talk about zines! Here comes Dave Baker with the show Talking about paper publications you should know Authors and photographers that are fresh on the scene Don't be getting twisted Twisted It's pronounced zing Zing, zing, zing 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 <laughs> One of those words. Uh, there's a wrestler who that was like his catchphrase, like "I've been besmirched." What? <laughs> what? <laughs> was his thing like he was like a, a turn of the century English gentleman? No, I think he's just like stereotypically British. Uh, Weird. So like They're that was his like, oh, like besmirch. Yeah, I think he tried to work it in as many times as he had. That's like the opportunity to talk so about good. It. And from now on, I'm going to rewrite my <laughs> fictional wrestling character as the Besmircher. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Was he called the Besmircher? No, it is William Regal. Are you a big wrestling person? Yeah. I've tried to get Rose into it. It's really hard. Really? To... I know their names. Yeah. Sort it's hard of. to get. I feel like it's the same thing with anything. Like if you try to get someone into something, like you're kind of coming in from it. Like from a position of knowing everything about this thing, and mm-hmm. then you have to be like, "This is cool. This is why I like this thing." Right, right. And then for someone else, it's like that might not be the cool thing about it. <laughs> Some of them are handsome. Yeah, I think so that's that where helps. Rose comes in, and I don't have like, I, I like I could be like that person is objectively good looking, but I can't be like on the same that's level. That's not the as thing like, that I'm supposed to be like. <laughs> no, but it's not like the, about. is is wrestle is is the wrestler body type slash the wrestler dude is that something that you're excited about? Cuz that in my head and I don't know you. So um, I don't who the fuck knows what makes Rose no. who the fuck what makes Rose the the incredibly complex and interesting person that she is, but I would not go out of limb and be like, "Oh, Rose is all about wrestler dudes." Well, there's, I mean, there's some wrestler dudes that are like, you know, too much, <laughs> too much okay. for anyone. Okay. Like, well, what's a wrestler dude that you like? Oh man. Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> I hope the next hour is just, just me, us talking me about listing wrestlers that I'm like, mm, that guy. Uh, beefcake. Yeah, Seth Rollins. You know. Okay. He's a. He's a slice of, of rose pie. A slice of <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I hope to one day use that phrase. I, like I'm going to use it now every time pie. I see you. Yeah. Wait, so, uh, okay, so let's, let's introduce oh, yeah. ourselves, and then we'll con- <laughs> continue thing. talking about wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I'm Dave Baker, your host, and I make a bunch of dumb comics like Fuck Off Squad and Action Hospital, and I'm here with my friends. Hello. This is where you say your name and what you uh, do. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I am Rose Faduk. I uh, am an illustrator, and I make a lot of 
cool stuff. Like patches and zines and yeah. all kinds of stuff. I do screen printing and I do illustration. I already said I'm an illustrator, yeah. so that's sort of And uh, if someone has bought any of my patches, Rose has screen printed them for me. That's true. My fuck off squad uh, shoulder and back patches. Yes. All right. And, sir, segueing to you, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is Marco Beltran. I am a writer, a comedy writer, I guess, sort of, to a small extent, small scale. We should, we should start this over again. You should say it emphatically, Marco Beltran, comedy writer, period. Uh, I don't know if that'll be funny. No, it doesn't have to oh, be funny. Yeah, I, have to, I had to think of a way to be funny, like, in one sentence, and it was real hard. I failed, oh, like, real big. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone is like, oh, comedy. Oh, mm. This guy should stick to mm. writing. Yeah. Stick to writing. Nutrition to facts. Mom. <laughs> yeah. And you guys make stuff together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't actually know how I met you guys. Did I meet you guys at a convention? Um, I think probably... Through Eddie, who's one of oh, our mutual friends. Oh, yes, that was it. Um, yeah, Eddie of Fat Collectibles. Yeah. Uh, were um, you here for like an improv? Somebody was here for an improv class, and I was talking to Eddie before recording a podcast or something, and then we got met, introduced that way, maybe? I think I was I was, uh, I was taking a class here, mm. and then that's how I met you. But I think you met Rose through Eddie, like... Uh, just on a day that we were just here to oh, see okay. a show. Oh, okay. Basically, yeah. I just had hung out at Meltdown a lot, <laughs> and so I met a lot of people that way. Yeah. Turns out if you stick around at a place... Uh, someone will acknowledge yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> someone. Can someone sometimes will be like, hey, that way. you're a human. Yeah. Hey, are you lost, little girl? Do you yeah. need a Do you need a friend? <laughs> Do you need a friend? Hey, check out this car that have all these hats that are yeah. uh, smaller size that will probably fit your head. Mm-hmm. I try not to... You know, interact with strangers in that way. There was once we were, uh, or this year when we were in San Diego for Comic Con, uh, there was a homeless guy that came up to Rose and was like, Hey, little girl, do you want me to be your little brother? Whoa, yeah. What does that mean? I, we I just like know. laughed and then he laughed and we just went our separate ways. Yeah, I, yeah but I couldn't tell if it was like, if it was sincere or like <laughs> sincerely needed, like a he was, sister. he was like, like I couldn't tell how committed he was to like, like he know. might have been mentally fucking ill. Yeah, I didn't really know if thought. it was that or if it was like a joke. Yeah, who knows? It was a pretty but good it was, joke. But like, yeah, <laughs> basically, is the craziest thing I've ever heard a stranger say <laughs> to anyone. So I mean, I feel like that's a pretty conservative craziest thing. I think you're hopefully doing all right then. I think, well, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah. trying, maybe I've blocked out everything else. <laughs> That's worse. Yeah. So. Uh, but you guys do a lot of conventions where I run into you regularly. Yeah. Uh, um, you're a part of the, in air quotes, scene, as they say. Yeah, I guess. You, yeah. I think um, I started doing conventions a couple years ago um, in college because... I needed a way to make money, mm. and my friend Jenny Park um, was doing conventions, like, just mostly anime conventions, and then she was like, you should do conventions, and then... And were you, like, were you screen printing stuff and doing illustration stuff at that time, too? I did... I made a bunch of, like, fan art for it, and then um, she knew that my family did screen printing, and she was like, oh, you should, you should make stuff. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> oh, all right. I forgot that my family has like resources 
with which to make stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I made my I made some tote bags, and then they did really well because um, nobody had tote bags or shirts, um, really. And then, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now we're here. No. Uh, Before that, uh, we, we both worked at a newspaper, so she, she would do, like, the illustrations for that, and, like, we collaborated on comics a little bit through there, like, just, like, real random ideas. Yeah, the, the newspaper that we worked for was uh, at Cal State Long Beach, the Union Weekly, and it was, like, not like a newspaper newspaper it was more like a um like a like a creative writing yeah. newspaper trying like, to be like a la weekly style yeah. newspaper um where it's like edgy and then we could say like any bad word we we wanted to and i took advantage and of that a lot <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> um but that was really fun because we got to do a bunch of like crazy stuff um like there was one feature where we did a we like evaluated different um gas station foods yes (laughs) that was really painful actually because like it was like a bunch of like old hot dogs and like like the breakfast sandwiches Uh, a microwave sandwich that we've been into and the inside was like a different hue of brown like a like a gross it was gray well yeah it was like gray like uh like uh muscle milk like oh, powder like no. when you mix it together like it has oh. like that weird brown color yeah yeah like we've been into it and it was that color and then we each had to take a bite because that was the deal that we were like we each have to take one bite of this thing and then go around in a circle yeah. how, many, how many people were there just you two or it was, was us and one of the other editors yeah it was but, a photographer that, yeah that did that feature but yeah. um Ugh, that but, sounds awful. Yeah, it was it was awful, but it was just like a bunch of different stuff like that. Um, but there was a comics page, and so I was the editor of the comics page, and it was just like comic strips. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is before you were really doing the convention yeah, stuff? Yeah, um, and then uh, I didn't get a lot of submissions. It was really hard to find people um, that wanted to do comics. Um, like so, non non like Sunday comic style comics too. Like it, there was a lot of people that would uh, submit some. They were like they were trying to hit a joke. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. like a three three yeah. panel setup for a joke. Yeah, the end panel like completes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of people would try to do that and like fail horribly. And we kind of had to like publish it sometimes because it was just like it's no one else submitting mm-hmm. stuff yeah well uh, what ended up happening is like i i had to make a lot of comics because we needed content so yeah, it was yeah like i had to bust out comics how long did week. you do that for uh i think that was a year that i was comics editor um and do you have all the rights to those comics or does the newspaper have them now i think it's technically the newspaper but like uh nobody... i don't think it's like there are comics that we made that kind of no one really pays attention to and like they don't have a good way to catalog it so they'd have no <laughs> the, way of knowing that well actually yeah that's things. true there's no real archive or there wasn't there, at the time. yeah there was it's very this newspaper was very you know yeah yeah low-key yeah. Uh, I just asked that because that sounds like something funny to make like a collection out of and be yeah. like, these were all the things I did in college <laughs> it you might know? be fun yeah even if they weren't like necessarily up to the creative like standard of what you make now yeah. i feel like that's something that people really relate to you yeah know, where they're like oh you did this yeah then well um it's funny that you say that because i was thinking about like whenever i was a kid i made a lot of comics mm-hmm. um and uh 
there was uh, this, like, they weren't comics, but they were just, like, I did a shit ton of work surrounding these, like, spit aliens. Spit aliens? Yeah. Like, aliens made of human saliva? No, they primarily drank human saliva as their, like, <laughs> oh, their life source. Rose. And then ate lint, like, dryer lint. Um, Rose, but I why has this not been a thing? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I gotta, like, find... Because there's, like, hundreds of drawings <laughs> where it was just, like, their worlds where they, like... They had, like, a teleporter where they go into the human world and they collect spit and, like... <laughs> They, there's some like filter. Did they have a name, or was it just spit aliens? They're spit aliens. <laughs> oh. Um, and I remember getting really mad because I would draw them like you know in elementary school, like during class, and like uh, they're basically like little, uh, like tombstone shaped okay. creatures. Uh-huh. And then uh, my teacher saw them, and she was like, "Oh, Pac-Man ghosts." And then I was even as a kid, I was like. Man, like, I made my own thing. I, like... I can't help that it looks like the other thing. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't even know what Pac-Man is. Like, I can't (laughs) believe, like, she would go out and say that. But, you know. Yeah, fuck you, Mrs. Mahoney. Yeah, Mahoney. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Mahoney. Yeah, you sucked, Miss Mahoney. Yeah. Imagine what Rose could have done if you hadn't fucking shit all over her dreams. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Now she's here talking to me. Yeah, all adults should really pay attention to what they say to kids. She's probably at home listening to right now, like, I hope so. (laughs) Fuck. God damn it. Yeah. God, I fucked up. Sorry, Rose. Thanks, Miss Mahoney. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Did you you write stuff when you were a kid, too? Uh, yeah. I usually, like... I came into comics super late because my, my cousin was into comics, but I didn't have, like, a comic store where I lived. Mm. So uh, I would just kind of, like, sneak into his closet and, like, unseal all his, like, sealed comics, like the ones Uh-oh. that he was... The yeah, bag like, and boarded ones? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was trying to, like, keep some like, to, like, sell later. Yeah, they fuck were, like, that guy. That's not a thing. No, but it was, like... There was some, like, I remember it now. It was, like, the Death of Superman one. Yeah, It's, like, exactly. everyone bought, and yeah. it was, like, you're not going to make <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, just fuck that noise, yeah. Um... So I would just go in and steal some of his and, like, read through them. Um, but, like, I would just write dumb stories when I was little because I didn't have, like, a – I don't know. It's weird to, to to grow up and you have, like, a like an outlet, a creative outlet. But when you're little, you don't really realize that that's, like, a thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just write, like – I think I wrote, like, Chickenzilla, just, like, dumb oh, stuff. Chickenzilla. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, like, drew, like – uh, it was like we had a journal thing where we had to write like short stories or, or, or like journal entries and so I wrote that one and then I drew it and on the outside I drew like uh, chains and said like do not open <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> pretty, pretty good good yeah um, but yeah I didn't get into comics like full time until like high school which like we went to Jeffrey's comic comics in uh, what is that Torrance mm-hmm. Uh, I I was trying to remember. Geoffrey's. Geoffrey's. Yeah. Uh, I've been there once. It's cool. I mean, it was cool to, like, make the trip because it was, like, an hour on the train. Mm -hmm. So we'd go, and then we'd read the comics, like, on the way back. Mm. Um, So it was really awesome. But, yeah, that was my introduction into comics. What what kind of stuff did you read when you first got into it? Uh, I'm pretty bad at, like, following, like, storyline stuff. Uh, So I would pick stuff that really stood out like the covers or like scan through a little bit and see like what I liked and eventually went into writers but I picked up 
Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight was the big one that I like. Like I still read Moon Knight stuff to this day because I love. I just love. It's like a crazy idea for a superhero, and they can kind of do anything with him, and they kind of do. do oh yeah. Is, so it's like. I don't know, the perfect one, because there's no way to, like, fit him into any storyline, so he just kind of exists outside the timeline. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're reading the Jeff Lemire one right now, that one's, like, uh, it takes place concurrently, and it's, like, or the first few issues were, like, in an alternate plane where everyone is, like, uh, space, Egyptian gods. Egyptian gods and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's really, that really weird. Cool. Uh yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's one issue where it goes through like different realities. Like he keeps dying, and then he goes through like different realities, and it's drawn by different people. So it's just like a really crazy. Yeah, one of them comic. is James Stokoe, which is really strange. Yeah. Like all the other artists kind of feel like they fit together, and then Stokoe is like weird manga madness. <laughs> yeah, where it, where he's a, like a fighter pilot in like a last starship style yeah. and he like flies fight he flies through and space and he <laughs> shoots uh moon dwelling uh werewolves who pilot their own spaceships oh my it's goodness. real real weird yeah, it's pretty awesome though. i feel like i'd, I'd like that <laughs> <laughs> uh do you uh do you read more zines or manga or what, what kind of stuff do you consume I would say, um, I mean, I really got into comics whenever I started dating Marco. Mm-hmm. Um, cause whenever I was growing up, I think it was sort of a thing where I saw comics and I was like, that's for boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got the Sunday paper every week and I read that religiously, like all of those, yeah. all of those comic strips religiously. It's really into Ziggy. Yeah. I'm so into Ziggy. <laughs> I don't believe you. Uh, you don't believe me. I don't me. believe you. I bet. I bet after this is over, you're gonna go home and just like burn my Ziggy collection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must dispose of the evidence. Oh my god. Your Ziggy fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you, like a realistically drawn you hugging Ziggy and dancing at the prom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're really into exactly. Ziggy and Kathy. Oh and my god, Kathy. Family circus. Yeah. Oh man, get fuzzy. You love get fuzzy. Oh, g- pearls before swine. <laughs> pearls before swine. Um, which I don't. I know that's a saying, but I still don't even know what that saying means. I don't even know how it applies uh, to the comic. I oh, I do. Like, I do. Okay. I don't know how it applies to the comic, but it's um, saying something is like pearls before swine is like uh, this is this means nothing. This valuable thing means nothing to these. Uh, oh, got you, got you, because yeah. so like, because pigs don't understand the yeah, inherent quote they, unquote yeah. value of pearls. There you go. You said it better than I ever could. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, you were the one who schooled me. I didn't know what it fucking meant. Well, I read, I've read I'm hundreds cultured. of pages. <laughs> I've read hundreds of pages of that fucking comic. Never, never. I was the same way. I loved uh, comic strips as a kid. Yeah. Um. Which is funny because I never really had an inclination to make them. I yeah. wanted to make comic books, yeah, but like, comic strips looked, I didn't give a shit about was, making. I just wanted to read them. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool to like see them and like think like, well, there's like, a documentary where they talk about like comic strip making and like the process of like getting into comic strip making. Oh and, yeah, like, all like the sh- how shitty it is to do that. Uh-huh. Um, but then a lot of them were just like, oh, I just kept sending comics. Like I was a nobody <laughs> and just kept sending them, and then eventually they published them. And I was like, oh, I could have been doing that the whole time. Just draw like. <laughs> Yeah, I something. think I I did think about that as a kid. Like, what if I just like 
What if I just did Ziggy? What if I just was the next? Uh, what if I just made Miggy and it's Ziggy but with my face? Exactly. Miggy. 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 Guys, guys, are we gonna are we gonna pitch Miggy to <laughs> yes. Cartoon Network? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. I yeah. Well, on that note, I definitely watched a lot more cartoons. Okay. Um. Yeah. And thought about like. What cartoons did you watch? It, oh my god. All of them. <laughs> I well, I watched like a lot of the like, uh, like uh, all the Cartoon Network ones, like Powerpuff Girls and the Gendy Tchaikovsky uh, stuff. Yeah, all yeah. of Gendy stuff and uh, all the shows that were on Nick, like Hey Arnold and Rugrats and Angry Beavers. And then I watched um, a lot of the old like Hanna Barbera. Fuck what? yeah! What's your favorite of- Hanna Barbera show? I watched like way too much of the Herculoids, dude. <laughs> I was like say, way ro- too ro- much. I, I can never remember the name of that show. No, like all of the like, uh, probably all the knockoffs. Like, mm-hmm. uh, was Jabberjaw considered like a knockoff of something? I don't think there was a shark. Uh, I don't know. Like a scoop. Like, yeah, well, I guess. He- Scooby Doo's not Hannah Barbera. Well, yeah, he is. Yeah, he yeah. Is. yeah he or is. they, uh, Scooby Doo, collectively. Those they. two. Which is <laughs> the one where the ghost goes into the car. What? Like possesses the car? Yeah, or possesses like... the car. Like it's oh, like oh, a Scooby Doo oh. team, um, and then the ghost goes into the car, and it's mm. like Benjamin Franklin or something that goes into the car. And... I forget. I do not know the show. How no? do I not know the show? It's uh, literally a talking car. And it's like teenagers. it's like Scooby Doo, but, but with a talking car. Talking yeah, car like instead of talking it, dog. they were like, Aristotle, let's, find this for me. <laughs> yeah, they were like, um, let's take Scooby Doo, and we know the best part about Scooby Doo is Scooby, so let's take out Scooby and replace him with a talking car. <laughs> and but it, was, it was like a like a like some type of colonial period uh, guy that would go into the car and like, whoa! This sounds amazing. Adventures. I don't remember that. I don't remember this at all. I hope you guys are just making this up completely. I uh, wish I we was. We probably could. <laughs> we probably could have Like, said. no one would know until, yeah. Like, yeah. way later. Yeah. yeah. I'm a huge Johnny Quest person. That's my, that's Actually, my jam. yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch as much Johnny Quest. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it's inherent racism. <laughs> oh, yeah. So racist. <laughs> so racist. Oh, I'm sure. It's just like Tintin. Oh. But, but you know what, though? Tintin's a separate discussion because I would say... Devil's advocate in defending Hergé. Uh-huh. This is recorded, so I know it is. <laughs> it's also probably not the first time I've said this okay. in public. Uh, despite the fact that, uh, as a younger person, Hergé uh, was probably not the most open-minded and/or mm-hmm. conscientious writer. Case in point, Tintin America, where he put like mobsters, Native Americans, and cowboys all together at the same time period because he just didn't know that yeah. those things weren't so around. They're concurrent. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that uh, comics, that specifically Tintin is an example of how comics uh, breeds tolerance and acceptance because pre-Blue Lotus stuff, yeah, Tintin in the Congo is like super fucking racist. Mm-hmm. Tintin land the Soviets, not really all that okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, after, right before he was going to do uh, The Secret of the Blue Lotus, he did this big press tour where he was like, yeah, I'm going to do a book set in China, and it's going to be crazy, and it's going to be awesome. And uh, a Chinese art school teacher wrote to him, uh, a student named Bernard Chang, and was like, hey, so I just read Tintin in America, and this shit <laughs> is, like, whack as fuck. Like, you know 
You know Native American, like, tribes and mobsters didn't exist at the same time, dude. Uh-huh. Maybe, like, if you're going to depict my culture, which is vastly underrepresented in Europe, mm-hmm. uh, maybe come here and I will help you do research and, you know, in parentheses, kind of teach you how to draw. Like, so, when Tintin went over there, stayed with him for, like, six months and learned about Chinese culture and, like did a bunch of, like, sketching of architecture and actually learned about humans. Oh, wow. (laughs) And, like, there's some really crazy shit in Secret of the Blue Lotus where they're, like, there's this whole undercurrent about, um, like, Japanese prisoners of war uh, on the Chinese mainland being, like, interred, basically. And there's a whole subplot where Tintin, like, helps these people out. And, like, this is something that wasn't dealt with in the main... That's a leap. Yeah. Above. uh, (laughs) Yeah, above (laughs) fucking Tintin in America. So I would just say, while I don't think Hege is a a perfect example of Bastion of Tolerance or whatever, (laughs) that he definitely grew as a person and comics as a medium helped him see the other side of things. That's Um, good. Yeah. I learned something. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's also like Tintin the Congo yeah. where it's like, yeah. ooh. Big old butt on and, that. Yeah. <laughs> and he also like did comic strips for like Nazi newspapers and shit. Oh. Yeah. Not so cool. That's okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's on record. It's on record. Uh, Someone's just going to spice it together. It. Yeah. Oh. Uh, in his autobiography, he talks about how he did it just because he wanted to make comics and he needed to make money to make comics. Part of me uh, gets that, and then part of me is like, yeah, but there were Nazis, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? They were Nazis, dude. You needed yeah. to be. You needed to have your comics in Nazi newspaper strips? If you All like, right. yeah. All There's right. a little bit of a, you know, right. making excuses there. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, like, I love, like, his version of... Uh, like the manga factory assembly line style of making comics where he had like 500 like he had a strip factory making Tintin yeah. comics where he would do like weird layouts and then give it to a guy who that that guy's job was he just drew Tintin and there was another guy's job who just drew mountains and there was another guy who just oh, colored shit insane it's really crazy and like I don't think it's great for everything yeah but it's kind of cool in terms of like Hergé being a director, quote-unquote, with yeah. a capital D, like an auteur filmmaker on paper. Because, yeah, that's basically in the way that you would make a film. Yeah, totally. a film is hundreds of people working on the same project. Yeah. Whereas a comic is more of a personal, traditionally... Traditionally here a, in the West, yeah. yeah. Well, even here in the West, we have, like, weird compartmentalization where we have, like, the writer, quote-unquote, yeah. the penciler, and the inker, yeah. and the letterer, which are all ju- originally it was all just one person yeah. and then in order to like maximize output mm-hmm. <laughs> they just split it up into four jobs yeah but then i guess it would suck when like they had to work on those huge like <laughs> i forget what it was like 32 yeah yeah, 40, yeah like sheets where they would do like every every little panel oh every detail mm-hmm. and then they would come back like after 10 cigarettes and like all right now i gotta color this whole yeah, thing it's like working in a monastery <laughs> Just like, and then gotta, I was like, every gotta finish page. a thousand Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think there is something. I think there's something cool in both ways. Yeah, you know, um, that's true. You probably learn just like tips and tricks when you're doing like everything because you gotta like do things for like I, I don't want to do all this detail, and then you learn like oh if I just smudge it, 
Yeah. You just don't have to do all the detail. Like, exactly. Go in. Yeah. Or even directions. there's also something to be learned uh, from like the flip side of that of like being Katsuhiro Otomo's like window guy. Like the guy that just had to cross hatch windows for 10 years on yeah. Kira or whatever. <laughs> like I'm sure there's something, there's a bent, pent up frustration at a certain point. Oh yeah. Like can I just draw Can I just draw a, a fucking, fucking door? Yeah. <laughs> and that guy I'm sure made like dope ass manga after yeah. he got out from Katsuhiro Otomo's <laughs> shadow. He's just or, like thinking it was more probably more like a metaphorical thing where he's just like like one day I'm gonna be outside this window and everything <laughs> outside of this window is gonna be fucked yeah. I'm behind the window yeah, yeah. So, through the looking glass type of thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you guys uh, let's talk about the convention scene a little bit um, do you guys travel a lot do you stay here in the LA area do you have specific goals when you go to conventions um, we've What's... actually never done an out of state convention yeah. oh really um, mostly California okay. yeah um, um, which we probably should but I think the stuff that we sell we can't really like I mean we can but it'd be like really expensive cause like shirts take up a finite or like it's a certain amount of space that we have that shirts take up that you can't really like negate mm-hmm. like you can with prints or mm-hmm. with like stickers or something where you can just put you can shove them kind of anywhere and they'll mm-hmm. fit shirts like you can fill up a whole sh- suitcase and it'll only be like three or four designs mm-hmm. if you have like yeah. eight yeah um, yeah so it's a lot of like logistical problems yeah. where like you'd probably have to ship it first or if you fly, you just cheap cheap get skates. For yeah, sure. we're cheap oh, I'm, skates. I, I'm intimate, intimately familiar with all of those problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had like a whole two hour discussion right before we left for a small press expo, trying to figure out like how we're gonna okay, get this stuff how are we gonna get this here? Should we ship it? Should we not ship it? Should we carry it? And ultimately, we did four suitcases. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So imagine that, like, yeah, everywhere shirts. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but I don't know. Uh, is is the goal f- for conventions for you guys just strictly to make money, or is it like to make connections in order to like go forward and do something else? Like, what do you, what's your guys' ultimate trajectory? Do you want to be comics people? Do you want to be animation people? Do you want to live that rock star zine lifestyle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, well, for me, I think. Well, I think. The nature of being, like, an illustrator, you kind of are going to have to be working on your own projects always. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to work on my own own projects always. Um, but, I mean, I eventually want to get a job in animation. Um, but I don't think I'll stop doing conventions. It'll mm-hmm. just be, like, less. Yeah. You know? Well, cause what were we talking about the other day where you were doing character tests for some show? Was it- I was doing storyboard tests. Um, or I have been doing storyboard tests for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's hard because it's like... No, that doesn't sound it's right. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy to so just easy. get a job. You just like go to the animation store and you're yeah. like, hey, can I have a job at the animation? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, you're like, hey, Disney. Hey, Mr. Walt Disney. You just yeah. go to Disneyland and then you draw Mickey and they give you a job, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I can draw Mickey Mouse. Here he is. Yeah. Give me a job. Can do a Donald Duck voice and get a job that way. <laughs> I I was about to try and do him, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, there was I, got a, nothing. I think uh, I was watching a documentary on Donald Duck or the person that did Donald Duck, and I think the guy 
that Walt Disney, voice. right? The, the guy who created everything, Walt Disney, right? Him and Stan <laughs> no, Lee, the guy, the, don't they the create everything? Yeah. The voice for Donald Duck now, like he started off in like the other side, like animation, and then the guy that originally did it was transitioning out, and then he taught him how to do the Donald Duck voice, hmm. and then he like they needed someone to do it, and then he's like, I can do it, and he basically <laughs> just got put into that position as like the new Donald Duck. Oh my god! Do you, does he make good money? Like, do you? I, I would sure. imagine so. Like, that's like one of those like characters. I think they call them like legacy characters, where you just like forever you're always like for anything you're that always they need pig yeah you're, you're always, always you'll always be porky big because there's no one that can do the porky pig yeah it's so funny to me though especially now because when, when I, I feel like disney's been so aggressive at buying up like marvel and star wars and mm. indiana jones and all this shit i i don't see like mickey and minnie and goofy and all those characters like even like even in the 90s where they had like shows and directed dvd movies i guess there's mickey video games right and there's a cg mickey show so now i'm like talking myself out of this point already (laughs) there's also like the mickey shorts that are like really awesomely drawn Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, so which i think they actually got a new guy to do the mickey mouse voice oh which yeah yeah he just does that I don't even That's know. pretty close, Dave. Is, you know, was, I, is that what he even sounds like? I, I just did it instinctively. I haven't seen I anything with Mickey like Mouse a, in it in so long. Like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, Gosh. yeah. That's, that's the only thing that's I can goofy. do. goofy. I can only do goofy. Okay, <laughs> okay Maxley. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is just going to turn into a, yeah. a stand the characters. <laughs> yeah. Your turn, Rose. What, what Disney characters can you do the voice of? Um... <laughs> I don't believe you. I bet you have a killer Ziggy impersonation. I feel like Ziggy has Ziggy ever had like a cartoon? He had, he had a cartoon, didn't he? He probably just because I, I feel like he would minutes. just be like, "I'm Ziggy." <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Ziggy. <laughs> I wear sweaters a lot. Is it a sweater? Is it a sweater Uh-oh. or a turtleneck? Or, I don't know. Or a large shirt. It's just a, a moo-moo. <laughs> a it large yellow moo-moo. moo-moo. I love it. I love it. <laughs> fucking, fucking Ziggy. So I know. Stupid. Yeah. So anyway. So your old life goals. Life goals. Yes. Um, and animation. Animation, but um, also I want to make comics. I have a webcomic. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I enjoy quite a bit. What is your webcomic, my, my friend? My webcomic is called The Bad Witch. Um, what is the high concept of the bad witch? The high concept of the bad witch is basically that Wendla is a witch, um, and she's very, very bad at being a witch. Um, she's the only witch in her village, and she basically... It's like a series of just like one-off jokes, um, but it's just her like failing to do traditional witch things, I guess. Um, so, oh, what's a good example of one? Uh, there's the one where, uh, she woke up the guy, like, she goes to a graveyard and then summons a zombie-looking human out of the ground and is like, you can't stand me up. Oh, yeah, like, it's implied that it was a guy that stood her up for a date and he stood her up because he's dead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One that I just kind of made the connection to, like, an abusive relationship where she rescues a chicken from a farmer and then he's like, it's just not going to hurt you any longer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a bunch of stuff like that where I think about, like, one joke that would be really funny and then think of a comic around it. But um, that's definitely a thing where I want to compile it into a book. Yeah, you've, t- you've done a bunch of them, right? 
Yeah, not a not a lot. I'm trying to think of like what's a good. How many have you done? I think just like fifteen, one fifteen that I'm like, these are good. And then a total. I don't know. How many I, feel like I feel like there's more than fifteen. There it's might like be more than fifteen. Probably like close to thirty. I made a lot. More. There might be. I have to sift through them, but um, but yeah, that's that's something I really. Am having fun doing, mm-hmm. um, so I want to make more and then eventually make a book. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I want to make more books. I also have a hot dog character that I haven't done anything. <laughs> oh with. my god, I love that guy so yeah, much. Yeah, um, it's just a hot dog. I think his name is just Hot Dog. And it's just, <laughs> it's just a hot dog. I think yeah, his name should just be Hot Dog, and it's just a hot dog and a ski jacket. It's so fucking cute, though. And then he... I love the little X's on the top and bottom. You know his, what I mean? The little hot dog. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I'm yeah. like I'm like miming. This is terrible podcast, but I'm like yes. miming X's on the top of For my head. For the listeners at home, he's miming an X uh, being drawn <laughs> on the top of his head to uh, indicate where the sausage... An X is a letter. <laughs> the part where the sausage gets, like... Yeah, like, pulled apart. Pulled or, apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, he's just a he's just an optimist character. Um, yeah, I wanted to do like a book of like scenes of him just like at home, like on the telephone or like um, playing video games, playing video games or like reading reading some comics <laughs> or like uh, I don't know stuff like that. Walking yeah. his dog, his dog is a little French fry. Oh, thank God! <laughs> thank God! <laughs> Thank fucking God. Yeah, so I think I have a lot of fun just thinking of characters and, like, um, different scenarios that you can put them in to uh, make fun jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Mas, fun jokes. Yeah. (laughs) Is it the same for you? Do you want to end up in animation or do you... Um, A little bit. Uh, So I I went to college for creative writing Mm -hmm. and then I realized I don't really like writing in that way uh you know it's like prose you mean like or it's just, just like like short stories or like writing books and like like a novel or something like what i really like is writing funny stuff <laughs> like <laughs> silly stories comedy uh, not comedy per se but like just writing like like if i have like a weird funny idea i want to be able to write that idea and not be feel that i have to have it to a certain level of intelligence i guess i want to be able to do like dumb ideas Mm -hmm. and i think i didn't like i kind of just started helping rose with like the convention because it's like a lot of like heavy lifting moving back and forth that you have to do once the convention's done or before the convention starts you have to do really quickly Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of relax and like assess what you're gonna do for that day yeah um so i would just go and then go to panels and like figure out what i liked and stuff and so from that i i in terms of writing like i kind of just i want to do cartoons like write for cartoons but i also wanted to get better at like scripting comics Mm, because that was like you kind of don't there's not like a class or at least like here that teaches you how to script comics yeah uh i think that's the best thing about comics though is that there's no wrong way to do it yeah but then there's also like how do you do it 
you know, like well, there's, there's no a, wrong way, but there's like there's a bunch of different yeah. ways, you know, like yeah. and there's there are resources and books out there, yeah. but it's not like screenwriting where someone straight up will not look at your script yeah. unless yeah. it's done in final draft. Yeah. But it's just about like also figuring out the way that works best for you because totally. you know you can't because like with me and Rose, like I can I tried for one of the comics I like scripted and paneled and like did everything for. Uh, a comic that we did. Oh yeah, uh, we did, we did a comic called The Whale that was published in an anthology. Uh, but and it was like twenty four pages, but yeah. it was like they only wanted to do anthologies and like they only did two. Yeah, um, but but I, I did. We never like, did anything with it. Yeah, but I did all like all the parts to it, and, and I didn't really. Well, at least like with our relationship, because we're closer, it's a little easier. Like I can just say like this is what I want in this panel, or this would look cool in this panel, instead of, like, writing every step, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this yeah. panel, Short this, yeah, in this panel, this person jumps through this and goes through here, and then the panel expands and goes down, and then there's, like, a big one that sloops or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. But with Rose, I can just be like, I want this to happen. So I basically just write, like, a like a short story outline for what I want to happen yeah. and just do that. Like, whenever we did that comic, his outline was basically just, like, a short story with, like, s- separating out the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, more Marvel style? Yeah, so it gave me a lot more freedom. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. more freedom to do what I envisioned. Yeah, but it's, a, it's also, like, I can visualize a, st- a bunch of stuff and, like, describe it. But then Rose has to translate like my be like and also, a different language. Speaking of somebody who draws comics, there's yeah. nothing worse than being given a script by somebody that doesn't draw comics. This, oh, is, yeah. this is nothing personal to no, you, no. but there's I've gotten scripts so many times where it's like, and then this person picks up a bottle, walks across the room, puts the bottle down, turns left, and says, "Hey, are you, are you want to go out tonight?" Panel one, yeah. panel two, <laughs> and then someone explodes through the door. Like you can't fucking do all this yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah. dumb shit. Learn how comics work. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but it's like because I, I, well, I, I came from it like having a lot of experience reading comics, so mm-hmm. I, I knew That's like true. you can't do a bunch of shit like you can draw it but it'll look real clunky yeah like, like you need to use that John Romita senior Spider-Man swinging draw him six times doing this <laughs> yeah. thing yeah. like once in a while not yeah. every page yeah, yeah yeah so it was a lot of like you just figure out what works with yeah. different people yeah absolutely yeah. yeah I think also us being like literally physically close to each other while working on it like cause there's not that back and forth of like email or messaging it's just like Hey, what do you think about this? That looks good. Okay. And then... It's a little harder to, like, be a jerk, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like... But sometimes you have to be, like... No, sometimes you have to be, like, that yeah, idea you, doesn't you work. Gotta, like, ah, like, oh, that doesn't look good, but I gotta figure out a good way to say that yeah. there's a different way to Rose, do this. do the whole thing over. Yeah, without being like that. Because then sometimes it's, like, you just have to think of an easy fix that's, like, super small. Yeah. And other times, like, you gotta be, like... Oh, I don't know if that works. No, yeah, yeah I definitely re- remember like a lot of like tense moments of like this is way too much dialogue. Oh man, <laughs> I get like, that all the time. Like, yeah, when it, that's like Nicole's Less go-to. Words. I think that's like the biggest thing about drawing comics is like being the illustrator is just like 
let's just take out all the words, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, let's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just take them out. We yeah. don't need them. That's the main reason why I don't work with other writers anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to deal with your fucking word balloons. Yeah, yeah, your paragraphs. Yeah, fuck that. I'm going to deal with my own paragraphs. <laughs> Hate uh, myself for putting in fucking seven exclamation, exclamatory statements yeah. in this fucking word balloon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. I should just write a panel that's like seventy five percent words, and then oh, you just you have should. to draw like a person on the bottom. Like. <laughs> They'll be like two inches tall. <laughs> that's exactly what I like to read, where it's like basically a book, but there's one tiny picture in the corner. It's like the the little animation, uh, like the flip book thing, where it's just moving across. I'm, uh-huh. To the listener, I'm miming walking, uh, but it's like you flip through the pages. Backwards, and then you'll see like a person do like whoa. <laughs> uh, I think there's an audience very, for very, that. Yeah, very <laughs> a rabid, rabid internet fan base. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just waiting to be tapped into. If that dude that shot all those people in Colorado in the Dark Knight screening can uh-huh. have like whole Tumblr feeds devoted to how sexy he is, oh, I'm really? pretty what? sure. Oh yeah, yeah. There's. Ooh. I mean, in terms of like sexiest person, I he wouldn't even be like on radar. He's like a weird-looking bug-eyed dude. Yeah. No, but that was a big thing. I think most of that community has died down now because, you know, he's not in the public eye. But that was like a thing for a hot minute on Tumblr. (laughs) Scary. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. I guess they they probably don't promote stuff like that. Like, all the people that are fans of murderers. (laughs) Yeah, where do they congregate? Like, hotmurderers.com. Where there's that lady that married... Charles Manson recently. Yeah. yeah, but you know, did you see that she, so she married him, and then it, he found out through, I don't know how he found this out, but he found out through someone that her plan was to marry him, and then when he got out of prison, kill him, and like, uh, enshrine his body, and open <laughs> up like a museum of his dead body in this is a, their a house. very elaborate a plan. Money, yeah. Money-making scheme? Exactly, Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe it wasn't she was going to kill him. Maybe it was after he died she was going to, you know, preserve, mummify his body or whatever. But the goal was to make money off of his body. How crazy is that shit? Oh, my God. And then the, he found out and they got a divorce. Well, because yeah. even Charles Manson <laughs> is aware of when someone's cuckoo. He was like, <laughs> He was like, nah, too much wait baggage. A too much baggage. Yeah. Nah. Uh, wait homework a for the listener. There's a video of Charles Manson doing faces in an interview. It's probably like the funniest video to me. Uh, what? <laughs> I guess you can't. Yeah, there's no uh, way to describe. Well, he he like uh, the the interviewer's like, do you feel any remorse for the things that you've done? And he he just does like these crazy like eye movements he, like, and like scrunches his brow. his brow and like moves in and out really close. And then he goes nothing, and I'm no one. And then that's the end of it. It's like a two minute clip, uh, but it's like so crazy. But it's really funny it's very scary it's very cool if you want to figure out how to do weird face gestures yeah it's, it's <laughs> what they teach you in uh acting school yeah. they just show so. you that clip over and over yeah, yeah. Um, it's so terrifying to me though that like decay of meaning within our society that like <laughs> this guy brainwashed people into multiple murders and killed a pregnant woman and her unborn fucking child. And the three of us are, like, making jokes about, oh, this guy makes funny expressions. It's like uh, the, yeah. re- the removal of, from, like, the the emotion to it, I guess. It's been yeah. long it's enough to where, It's the only way like, we can cope with yeah. the horrific atrocities <laughs> that have happened. It's the horrors of life. It's yeah. so crazy. And I feel like that's, that's something that, like, happens regularly. Like, yeah. not that we, the three of us are... 
like special like cases of you know some weirdos that were like we have no feelings inside like that happens all the time yeah, yeah. but it also happens in like comics too like i feel like there's a lot like in order to make something compelling sometimes i feel like at least in like mainstream comics like you have to have like a crazy escalation of things yeah to where like things like rape or like yeah just murder like mass murder of people that's like how you escalate a story instead of like making like it compelling you just have like these random shots of like shock oh, yeah. factor shock, where it's shock value are you reading uh, civil war 2 right now um yeah I, uh, I would i would say almost that that's a perfect example of that like yeah there's a lot of like uh like bruce banner gets shot in the head and then that's like a, a like a whole they have like two or four issues of his, of like people reacting to his death kind of oh man but it's like it's also like oh he just died for kind of no reason and there's like a lot of people getting killed for no reason or like getting arrested for no reason Rhodey, like, she-hulk yeah just people dying why, why she-hulk she didn't die but she got fucked up and they <laughs> thought she was gonna die she got oh. shot by a laser and oh, then the last panel is like her flatlining yeah and then it's like oh she's dead two and then, people died in this one issue yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah see that's it was know. it's it, it, that whole thing in general is just like i love bendis but man mm, not 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 so not doing it for me really <laughs> yeah. i uh i feel like it works in his favor when he does like his crime comics because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like there's build up to that but for this it's it's like a mass event so stuff half has to happen really quickly mm-hmm. in between issues or like you know because some of them like a lot of those the civil war issues like nothing happens like it's just people talking there's one where it was like 10 pages of people talking in a hospital and then it's like the next yeah. issue someone dies or like someone gets like beat the but it's fuck also up. like like Saying that it's ten pages of people talking in a hospital, like that's basically the entirety of Grey's Anatomy is just people in a hospital talking. Yeah. Like stuff can happen yeah. that way, but, but specifically that, that, show, that show too. Like, isn't it like the how they they couldn't figure out how to escalate that show? So oh like, yeah, there's like a terrorist attack, there's a or shooting, like, there's a shooting, like, uh, people yeah. die, someone gets yeah. lit on fire, probably. Yeah, uh, but it's one of those things where, uh, well, it's like The Walking Dead too. I guess like escalating a story through like shock value mm-hmm. instead of just kind of like building stretching out like the narrative of a story yeah it's um, like it has to feel earned yeah a little bit or otherwise and a lot of the time it just feels like oh well that person i guess didn't really matter that much yeah it's really weird especially in mainstream comics where that specific problem is almost inherent in the way things are done now like the common language of mainstream superhero comics is so dialed up to 11 constantly because they're trying to gain readers all the time mm-hmm. yeah. that like every book suffers from that yeah in they're, some way. they're trying to like bring people back into um comics to for that are, that are like real or lapsed fans of comics yeah. Yeah. by like shocking them with these things and i think maybe just like oh i have to go back and read that because <laughs> apparently uh, Bruce Banner died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like I I every, you know, every time there's one of these big reboots or renumberings mm-hmm. or whatever, everyone always says like why can't they just let the comics be the comics? Which from a business standpoint, I understand why they do these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you person who is bitching and moaning about the re- rebirth or, you know, yeah. reboot or whatever, went into the store and bought those fucking variant covers. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, just show up on a fucking yeah. Wednesday and we wouldn't have this problem. You are the problem, person bitching at me about why I can't <laughs> just let the comics be the problem. I'm there every fucking Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck you. I have to yeah. deal with this bullshit of, like, new number ones every six months. Yeah. I think it also has to do something with, like, they write their they write themselves, like, with these big storylines, they get written into a corner mm-hmm. to where they can't really come out. And the only way to get out is, like, well, we got to restart this shit. <laughs> like, oh, I, I... Oh, no, we messed it up. Like, when you get to a game and it, like, glitches and you're stuck between a wall and you can't get out. And then it's like, now nah, I just have to restart this fucking save game. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's, like, what happens with, like, mainstream comics is that you get to, like, a certain point and then what do I do now? Like, well, all right, there's a black hole that sucks everyone in. always just goes start into another dimension. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but it wouldn't stuff. be a problem, though. Narratively, it would still be a problem, but we wouldn't get renumbers and reboots and all this bullshit as much if the readership was higher. Yeah. Yeah. But because nobody reads comics here in the States, we just don't. We just have to... It's hard or to keep read, up, too. It's like online. week to week, there's at least like... 30 comics per company or something, mm-hmm. you know, some number like, like each one sends out. And, and if you wanted to keep up with them, that'd be like uh, at least like 40 bucks for, for one person a week. And that's like in a month that kind of adds up. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, they have like digital services, but it's still like, even so though, it's expensive. I, I'm in the store every Wednesday and I don't find it particularly hard to keep up, but maybe I'm the anomaly there just because I invest yeah. a lot of my, yeah. yeah, time and energy into like oh, I, but I, I also love. don't. You really like comics? Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I also don't want to get like there's there's like books, you know, like graphic novels or whatever that I want to pick up. Yeah, uh, that that you know, it's like a separate thing on top of this, mm-hmm. and it's it gets. I mean, I guess books have like more of a shelf life than a, a single issue comic, but I think that's probably a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's so much shit. Yeah, to spend money, cool shit to spend money on that. Like, yeah. Kind of have to like divert funds once in a while, mm. but yeah, that's like com- comics, uh, books. That's more where all my money goes into. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm good. like complaining about how much money it is, but that's like literally like oh, I got twenty books in my pocket. But I here's a graphic them. novel. Yeah, here's this four hundred page uh, comic about the Jap- Japanese war or whatever. Yeah. Um, Do you read a lot of comics, Rose? Not particularly, um, which I don't know if that means I'm kicked off. No, Am I why would you? Out read, of this no, podcast? no. I think not. Maybe you don't read like in the conventional sense, like yeah, superhero comics, or, yeah, like, you know, stuff like like that. It's more of like this style looks cool. Yeah, kind of Michael I'll, Michael I'll, DeForge type of, type of stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, you like Dan Hip? I like his drawings. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I pick up a lot of art books. Mm. Um, but I've also... Well, I've, I've read a lot of graphic novels of, like... Like the... Not, like, the greatest hits, but, like, all of the big-name ones, like... Well, uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, sure. Mm, Yeah, but I don't, like... I'm not a week-to-week comic reader. Yeah, I don't think everybody has to be. But if I see something where, like, the cover's really cool or something like that, you know, 
I'll drop a couple dollars. Fuck you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Gonna fucking make it rain on this fucking trade yeah. paperback. Plan for the plan, 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 plan. Yeah. That's how I feel right now because there's like a lot of horror comics that are coming out and that's like my jam. <laughs> so, uh, House of Penance, like that's the one where I'm like, oh, I gotta get this every Is week. Is that the one that, uh, what's his face? Ian Bertram draws? Yeah. Oh my God. That thing is so gorgeous. He, he just followed so me gross. on the, the, the Instagram a couple so weeks ago and I was like, ooh. Name dropper. <laughs> Ooh, I love him so much. Ooh. God, that guy's so good. Yeah. He's so That's good. Crazy. He like uh, on Instagram he'll post like the sketches of stuff. Oh, yeah. like, you see how like he'll like layer his illustrations. It's crazy. And those thing what's he doing? He's doing like a gallery show and he's doing a bunch of wall illustrations. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, like that one of the dude who's, like, being vivisected by lasers and, like, there's leaves growing out of him or something. Like, yeah. he's really into these weird vine intestine leave things yeah, there's right a, now. Even that in, the, cool. in that comic, there's a lot of, like, just, like, intestinally, f- like, flowy illustrations where it's just, like, uh, like going into a vortex or, like, coming out of a person's body. Like, this is this person's brains coming out of the side of his head. Just really, Pretty he's good. so fucking rad. That dude's, God, fuck you, Ian <laughs> So rad. <laughs> His fucking cross-hatching drives me crazy because it's like, that dude must just not have a life. Just sits there He just for sits there. Seven hours. And I'm, I'm over here, like, making crowd scenes, being like, oh, man, I need to get up and go do something. And then I look <laughs> yeah. at that guy and I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, how did you make <laughs> this? Well, fuck. What do I do now? Guess I'll put in another episode of Voyager and just <laughs> keep fucking. Just don't think about it. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any tips or tricks, uh, uh, suggestions for people who want to do conventions or self-publish their own stuff? Mm. Make a lot of stuff. Mm. Keep making stuff. Mm. Um, uh, don't uh, feel like you need to follow like uh, current media, I think. Mm-hmm. That's like the main problem, I think, with a lot of people is that they try to keep up with everything that's like popular mm-hmm. to like maybe make money at a convention when like there's people that are still fans of things from like 30 years ago that you could probably you know make something for and then still make money off of i think in specific regards to fan art whenever i was starting out i did a lot of stuff that like was just what was popular Mm -hmm. um and i found that it was really kind of uncomfortable for me because it was like it didn't feel right Mm. um and then I started doing stuff that I actually like, and then I was like, wow, this feels a lot better because it's like, I actually have a connection to this media. Do you still do a lot of fan art? I mean, I know you do patches that have, like, Han Solo on them and yeah. shit like that, but... Well, um... It's like a, like a, try to make a balance, because you can't really have, like, you have to have some degree of, like, fandom, uh, pandering, not pandering, I Well, like, well, like, not to, like... What am I trying to say? Like, you have to have, like, a little bit to, like, draw people in. And I think your art will have, like, a certain extent. But then there's, like, people that are, like, a lot of these conventions are, like, casual people that'll go to a convention. They just kind of want to see this art looks cool. And then they walk right out. You kind of have to have, like, a thing to, like, maybe draw them in at least a little closer to be, like, oh, wait, this other comic that this person has. This person likes this thing. Mm -hmm. But then they also have all these other cool things that are, like this one pop culture media thing is like the makeup of this person's tapestry or whatever mm. Mm. that like where they draw all their ideas from. And I think that's probably more along 
the lines of Steph. Just what watching I, you think. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is that um, in the timeline of me doing conventions, um, I started doing a lot more original stuff because um, I think when I started out, the advice that I was getting a lot was like, you can't do any original art because nobody will buy it. Um, but then I kept doing conventions and I kept seeing other people's original art and I was like, these people have original art. Like, of course you can try that. And that's like, um, that's the biggest thing for me is like, like it's, it's one thing if someone buys like a, a, like a Zelda print or something like that. But if someone buys something with your own character, then it's like, I made that like, Entirely myself, I made that, um, and so it feels good um, when someone else like, you know, likes the thing that you yeah. you yeah, made yeah. yourself. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't have as much fan art as I used to. Um, Things just in patches, I just guess. in patches. Yeah, because yeah, uh, people people do like their patches. But even with the patches, I have like a lot of different designs, like of stuff that I just think is cool like swords and unicorns and <laughs> hamburgers uh, hamburgers and dinosaur bones and stuff like that so it's really thinking about like what you like i guess um i guess that's a that's a piece of advice is like think about what you like and what you'd like to have and then chances are that there's someone else that would also like to have that thing i would agree with that yeah you yeah. even have to be like fan art too I know I'm like backtracking what I said earlier, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like I think uh, just figuring out what it is that you like of a thing, and then maybe making media based on that thing, like a like a genre or something, mm. like yeah, fantasy or uh, sci-fi or something. There's someone out there that'll be like, I fucking love space. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. Dinosaurs <laughs> eating pizza is my fucking jam, bro. Yeah. Or like a hot dog in a ski jacket. Yeah. Like. You're the only person in this convention that has a hot dog in a ski jacket. Amazing. I'm sure I am. Yeah. Yeah. I think that those are both valid things. I think that the kind of marketing strategy that you were talking about of kind of like drawing people in with fan art i think it works for yeah. a lot of people um i think it's cooler when people make their own stuff yeah but i think but like, i think if, they both wanna, work yeah when you want to go into it i think you can't really have like cause it's hard to make a fan base without doing like some type of like like this is what i'm watching this is the this cool show that, that i like i think you still have to like be aware of mm-hmm. popular culture. I would agree with that. Like, while still making your own media, because then there's people that you'll maybe get by like cross pollination type of thing. Totally, totally. Um, but for sure, it'd be cool to just write a thing and then just send it out, and then for everyone to like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really do the fan art thing, uh, mostly just because. I don't, don't want to do that. that. I think that's fine. Like, yeah. yeah. I completely understand people that are like, fan art, like, I don't do it. I don't buy it. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's cooler if I make my own thing. Um, but that's, like, how I got into conventions. So it's sort of just been, like, a transition. Yeah, totally. For me. Yeah. Like, moving into doing Well, I think there's also, like, a, re- a really weird groundswell of people doing exactly what you're talking about like people who got into 
just the physical act of creation, whether that be like painting in Photoshop because they wanted to do an Adventure Time painting yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. So it's, these people are coming from a very... I mean, in comics is that way too. Like so many people working in the big two or that are iconic creators got in through fanzines or like yeah. Marv just, Wolfman and, yeah. and he used to run a fanzine. You know what I yeah. mean? And he like wrote some of the most important comics of all time, yeah. mainstream wise. Um, but I so I think that there is definitely there's always been that like relationship of fan culture yeah. to professional. The problem right now is that it's so commoditized. And, yeah, I, that's mm-hmm. a like. I mean, we have a lot of stuff that we sell, but then there's a lot of people that do like. A shit ton of just like um what is it like merc- mercantilization like they just have like their one illustration on like 10 different things yep and it's like dudes making prints on fucking metal yeah yeah like, get the fuck yeah. out of here bro <laughs> what the fuck is I this know. shit your fucking shitty samus painting on a piece of tin <laughs> yeah. get the fuck out of my face <laughs> god um, damn Fucking! I don't need does a yo-yo. It, does with it your... glow in the dark though? <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking chromium. Because I'm, I'm in <laughs> chromium glow in the dark leather variant. Yeah. yeah. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. I mean, yeah. With fan art, there's definitely people that are just like, I know that all these things are popular, so I'm just gonna make these and make money. And yeah. there's no. It's love. like it's the fan art thing, and there's also like the cultural remix, which to me is like the the comics or zine equivalent to like shitty DJing where it's like, like I'm gonna take Samus and Halo and put Master Chief in a oh, armor yeah. that's the same color as um, Samus people love it though they love that shit it's yeah. so cra- it drives me crazy like, but it's like it just like it doesn't make any sense sometimes like why so, some people like crossovers cause I mean I, like, I get it on, in terms of like I love these two things two great tastes that taste great together yeah but as a consumer I don't want to support that yeah <laughs> that's just, just me like, being shitty Doctor I don't Who and <laughs> Belle from <laughs> Beauty and the Beast yeah <laughs> Doctor Who and Doctor Doom yeah Doctor oh, Doom wow. Doom Doctor Doom <laughs> for Doom the Bell Tolls that'll yeah. sell 500 shirts yes it will <laughs> Yes, it will. And I will let both of you have all the proceeds from that because I don't want your blood money. <laughs> I would be very sad to sell that shirt. <laughs> I'm going to go to a convention and you're going to be there yeah. selling that fucking shirt. I know you are. I am, I am what's, not. Uh, what's the next convention you guys are doing? Uh, I think the next convention we're actually doing together. Oh, yeah? Which one is that? Santa Clarita Valley. Oh, that's this weekend! <laughs> uh, it's on like a movie lot? I don't fucking know. We'll see. It sounds crazy. It sounds Just crazy. Valid. LA parking. Yeah, you got it's that like, email today yeah. too. They're like, show up before nine, yeah, like, but after eight thirty. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, but, yeah that's gonna be it. Whatever, man. That's you can't leave. I think that was like, the one that Rose oh, yeah, read to me. Leave. Was like, you can't leave until the convention is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what are they gonna do? I feel you like know? they're just gonna stack the parking. And I we're think gonna it's be gonna stuck be stacked there parking. forever. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pitch you fit. I was at a show this last weekend where I left on Saturday, midday Saturday, because there's no one there. I'm not about to fuck you, man. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope that that doesn't happen. I don't yeah. want to leave. I, I have want no, to. I think it's a first year, first yeah. year convention, and so. it's small, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I in Santa so. Clarita. There's no way it's going to be that big. I, mean, I have Santa Clarita Valley knows. Comic Con 2016. I literally have no idea. What I don't the turnout either. will be. I have no idea either. It'd be cool if it was. I mean, are you guys doing Kamikaze as well? Yes. Yeah. And no on ape for you guys? No. No ape. No on ape. Okay. Yeah. I think we missed the deadline. I think, yeah, we must. Yeah, have. that's one of those 
uh, a lot of these the deadlines come real quick. Yeah. After yeah. like a convention, and it's like oh, I don't know if I want to drop. Yep. Four hundred dollars. That's the struggle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you guys have a separate bank account for all the money that you make at shows? No. Oh, that's why you're fucking up, my friend. <laughs> that, that would it, be I, smart. That's it really, smart. and I don't mean to get weird and preachy, but it makes everything so much easier. Tip number thirty: Have a separate, separate bank. It's account. so easy. <laughs> it's so easy, and it it instantly means that you just don't accidentally use that money for no. rent or whatever. No, really, yeah. that's very smart. It's um, it's the best. Like pre, when Nicole and I had a bank account for all of our comics funds and post, it's like two separate things. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the best. Because yeah. <laughs> then you also don't have to be like, hey, will you PayPal Pay me $20 this. so I can oh, do yeah. this? Then you, we just both have cards to the account. And it's like, all right, I'm dealing with this manufacturer in China now, and I'm oh, going to send so them smart. X amount of money. Yeah. You guys are business geniuses. <laughs> business geniuses <laughs> in that we have a business license and a bank account. That's kind of all of it is. Yeah. And yeah. A, yeah. And a I mean, that's all you need sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And it's not even a business license. It's just like a fucking seller's permit. Seller's permit. Yeah. Oh, we got that too, though. Yeah. Seller's permit. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea we were professional temporary. Temporary. Seller's permits. Pay your taxes. Which we do. We all pay our taxes. Yes. We'll show you the returns. Fucking A. You can see At my... least someone will release their yeah. returns. Yeah, show me the returns for them comic book monies. Yeah, political, political <laughs> segue discourse. <laughs> uh, words. You guys are going to be at the show with me this weekend, and then at the end of uh, October, October we'll both be at Kamikaze. S- Stanley's. Oh, Stanley's. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Los Stanley's Angeles yeah. Angels of Anaheim <laughs> you convention. Yeah. Comic convention. Yeah. Los Angeles comic convention. Do you uh, think that they did that? Well, there's probably two reasons why they did that. I think one, because they didn't want to use the word kamikaze. Um, two, it's probably so that they can be competitive with San Diego Comic Con. I, I think it's more just a uh, yes, absolutely to both those things. But additionally, it's that there is a lack of cultural understanding that Comic Con does not tour around and go to different places yeah uh, i think it's also like the language of it like people associate comic-con with the convention when the, yep. like most conventions aren't called comic-con yeah. yeah or it's like just like something con like when we were at palm springs a couple weekends ago so many people were like i can't believe san diego comic-con came here <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's my what? my dad honestly thinks that i do san diego comic-con like every other week <laughs> he's so just like oh in. she's at comic-con again and it's like there's more than one dad yeah, Dad. <laughs> Fuck. Glad I got that out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. Fuck you, Dad. Miss Mahoney and Dad. I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> this is me, be. Rose. Fuck you, Dad. Uh, where? <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you guys on the interwebs? Um, I have an Instagram where I primarily post stuff about my art at Rose Faduk. F E D U K. Um, what about you? Uh, I also have an Instagram, but it's more of like for stupid pictures of stuff. You have a Twitter. Uh, yeah, I have a Twitter where I post regularly about comics and wrestling and just whatever I'm into. Oh, we didn't talk more about wrestling. I wanted to talk Aww. about your wrestling fetishes, Rose. <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, Rose. That's another episode. Yeah. Episode Next two. time on It's Pronounced Zine. <laughs> Wrestling fetishes. <Yeah. laughs> the what? Zine edition. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a fetish. Have you guys uh, ever you. made, have you ever made a ro- uh, a Rosine? Uh, a wrestling zine? No, but that would be really cool. Yeah, I've, I would buy I've been that. coming up with I an idea well, yeah. of stuff, and it's more of like figuring out the time because Rose is doing like yeah. a bunch of stuff. So it's just like I no, I don't make... think she's busy at all. I think yeah. she's got a ton busy. of ton yeah. of time. <laughs> so my idea was like. There's this little kid that watches his dad die in like a wrestling tournament, and like <laughs> oh, so, like God. the his like opponent, the dad's opponent punches the dad and like knocks his mustache off, and it like lands in front of the kid. Yes, and then he like puts it on, and that's like his <laughs> journey as a hero. Oh my God! Yes, uh, I would read the shit out of that. Like that. <laughs> so, I'll do it. Uh, it's more like trying to figure out a cool way to incorporate wrestling into a thing and not make a straight wrestling. Yeah, because that would be. Only interesting to me, I think, and I want to. I, I don't you know? think. So. I don't think so. No, I think it's hard to like, like that. I guess maybe. Uh, have you ever read um, J.B. Rose and James Dufresne's uh, something Buster Twenty Nineteen? What the fuck is it called? Uh, oh God, I had it in my head. It's 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 a wrestling post apocalyptic wrestling comic, uh, <laughs> and it's called. Watch, I'm going to think of it as soon as we stop recording. Help me out, Aristotle. Do the Googles. J.B. Rowe and James Dufresne's wrestling comic, and it's called Brain Buster 2019. Ooh. And it's really cool, and I think you would like it since you like wrestling. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But see, that one isn't, like, just wrestling. Oh, no, it's 90% just in-ring wrestling. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, dudes yelling at each other and wrestling. Uh, but is it like Kanikuman or like I don't even know enough about wrestling to be able to say. Oh, okay. No, I was just meant like did you ever, you never Oh, oh, that? oh, 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 like, yes. Then yes, yeah. Muscle Man? Yeah, yeah, Muscle Man. Yeah, I only know him as Muscle Man because I'm <laughs> super American. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh no, I actually uh I I worked on a wrestling show for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, I worked on uh Lucha Underground. Oh really? Oh, yeah, that show's cool. Yeah, I, watch that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've like wa- you didn't watch it. Like, you I've, I've, I've what I've watched of the show, I liked. Yeah, but it, it's all very novelty to me because I'm not really a wrestling person. Yeah, and I feel like that's one of those where like you take an idea, you take wrestling, and then you like, what if we did all this cool shit with it? Yeah, and it's like, and the, the stuff I've seen like narratively is really interesting to me with like the vignettes and like yeah. how they make a you know kayfabe story thing through yeah. it. Um, but honestly, working on the show was ten times more fascinating than watching the show. Yeah, I what would imagine so. Show? I was on the AD team, just like a fucking PA, just helping out, you know, like, eh, we need someone to go grab, grab Johnny Mundo's giant 70-pound sequined vest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it hit me in the face. It's so, oh, God, it's covered in sweat. Oh, Ugh. Jesus. All right, okay. Oh, grab the belt. Grab the belt. You left the belt by the reason. Oh, God, God. Oh, my God. I would just... I would love to just see like a five second clip of just some guy, little tiny guy in glasses, just getting hit with a vest. Yeah, like just to the Benny Hill theme. <laughs> yeah. just going back and forth, like. I mean, I'm sure that you can because it's. Uh, we'll I've done you. that multiple times on the show, and they've <laughs> they've been broadcast. Uh, but yeah, I, um, part of me like wants to write a pilot about it, just because it's so fucking cool. Like the behind the scenes were fascinating. I feel like it'd make a cool like short comic. Yeah, totally. Uh, just like the that way, you don't have to commit to like a whole storyline where it's like <laughs> you just do like this is one thing that happened. Their and entire then, career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's also cool like. 
to see from my perspective who was like a nice person and who was super shitty like there were certain wrestlers who played villains that were like the nicest dudes yeah. ever and then a bunch of the baby faces were just like kind of douchey and Stuck like up. really like <laughs> do you know who I am yeah. <laughs> and, like wouldn't answer to anything other than their wrestler name and like oh really man I know that sounds really cool I like, know your fucking Christian name uh, insert Christian <laughs> name here which I'm not gonna say because they will probably Richard. find me in yeah like, no, Richard is, uh, is Richard and then Joe Manginello have like a story about meeting Randy Savage for like the, on the set of Spider-Man One. What? Uh, like he he's like a big fan of uh, Macho Man, and then he goes up, he shows up to the set, and then Macho Man is just sitting in a chair being rubbed down with oil by like this lady in her underwear, and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" What? <laughs> uh, and it's just That's one just of those a like casual Thursday yeah, for Macho and, and, Man. Like, he would only respond to like Macho Man or whatever. Wow. That's amazing. But it's like. These are people that this is their reality. (laughs) So cool. Like Matt Stryker was one of the hosts on the show and is a former WWE dude. And he's like the fucking coolest and like actually knows my name. And like we've talked multiple times and blah, 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 blah. And so whenever there's weird social things with wrestlers, because that's a whole fucking other world that I don't really know all that much about. I know more now than when I started. But when I started, it was like, I know El Santo. And Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Those are the two wrestlers that I know. Yeah. Like, my grandma loves El Santo, therefore I love El Santo. Yeah. And I remember... Oh, and Fezzik. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Uh, I know Andre the Giant. Like, my knowledge of that world is very limited. <laughs> and so sometimes there'd be like, you know... Like I said, the thing about the real names. Like, I went to Matt and was like, hey, so like, should I refer to you guys as your wrestlers' names? or not mm-hmm. and he was like yeah some people are kind of uptight and one one of the other wrestlers on the show overheard me asking this and was like got really like no you don't understand man this is you have to refer to us by our wrestler oh name my God. Like, I and earned this. yeah yeah no for real which to a certain <laughs> degree i kind of enjoy because like they literally do earn it like yeah. those motherfuckers bleed like especially like you know wwe is now kind of a pg thing but like lucha is violent as fuck Mm. Which I kind of don't like, but that's just me as an individual. Yeah, just like, I, I feel like it's different from watching someone bleed on TV than having them bleed right next to you. Oh, man. Like it's very traumatizing. Like, there was one of the season finales, uh, Vampiro got a baseball bat with real barbed wire to the head. And they tr- they put fake barbed wire on it, and they did it in rehearsals, and he was like, no, take it off. Put real barbed wire on it. <laughs> what? And he got hit in the head with it, and then the other character, like, was pointing the 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 baseball bat at him and he like grabbed it and raked it across his forehead oh my god like <laughs> that shit's not going away no are you just gonna like dream, do you dream about that at night like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... yeah that would traumatize me and there's part good. of me there's part of me that loves that in terms of this idea of like you know your medium is pain and body is your your body is your canvas like there's something so, very that's your commodity that's yeah, what you're selling to the that's audience. amazing on like it's insane and then there's another part of me that's like oh my god this is sick why are we doing this i don't want this <laughs> it's just, not worth it it's not worth it like, he's already dead it. he's already dead yeah i don't want this i just want like you know hulk hogan under the giant wrestlemania one like hugging each other <laughs> yeah. you know like just uh uh, uh, this is so painful. Uh, like that's I'm what bending I want. your elbow in. Yeah. Oh no! Oh god, no! Like that's the shit. I like the dumb stuff. I don't like. I like the dumb stuff. Yeah, I don't like people actually getting hurt. I don't like violence. You're, you guys are pure of heart. 
We are pure, pure <laughs> of have, heart and you mind. You have passed the test. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we passed! Yay! <laughs> Yay, we passed! And your reward is you can table at Santa Clarita <laughs> Valley Comic Con. Yeah. Oh, no. oh no! Oh no! It'll be fine. It'll be good. It'll be fine. It'll be good. <laughs> Um, tell me, tell, say your Twitter handle again. Oh, mine is uh, OrcSox. OrcSox. Uh, it was one of those things where I, this is a real cool thing that will be easy to remember, and it is. And it is. And no, it's not OrcSox16. No, like, no I, I have, uh, that's like my pet socks. peeve, uh, having stuff with numbers. Like, I, I will go out of my way to think of a thing that doesn't have numbers, just so I don't have to do that. Because that was like, all through, all through middle school, I was the Flash 54, and then I was like, man, this is real dumb. I could be creative for like I a second. I could be Orc Socks. I could be Orc Socks, bro. Like, you could be creative for a, creative for a second and like, come up with a name uh. that doesn't have numbers. Mm-hmm. I, maybe that's like my own, I'm living in my own personal hell. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm Mark Socks on Twitter and everything else right dope. now. I'm trying to dope. cross, consolidate, consol- yeah. consolidate, and have Get like it. a singular name throughout all social media platforms. Word. And you can find my comics at uh, theactionhospital.com or spectreisland.bigcartel.com. You can find me on Shrimpstagram as at xdavebakerx. And you can see lots of dumb videos of me time lapse drawing and wanting to be Ian Beltran. Or Beltram? Beltram? I don't dumb. know. I think it's Bertram. Bertram? Fuck. <laughs> I fucked up I'm his name. I'm Yeah, I'll see. You Beltram. fucked me up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Word. <laughs> Thanks for talking to me about comics and zines and stuff, dudes. Yeah. Zane,